Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast for St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This is the sermon for the week of March 10th, 2019, the first Sunday in Lent. It is entitled Adam Again and is based on Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hanel. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Dee, do you think we should just uh, end this early? We can get half, half of that hour back. You, you covered everything I, I was going to say. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't take notes and I say, this is what I'm going to preach on. You could have gone with the epistle or something, but here we are. And she did a wonderful job of, of setting the scene of what that story in the gospel reading, the story of Jesus' temptation is all about. Today, as I talk about it, I, I want to go backwards too. But as I said before the uh, reading of the gospel reading, I want to go back to the immediate context of what Luke was writing. As he talks about Jesus' temptation, he first tells us about Jesus' lineage, that family tree. And just before that is the story of Jesus' baptism. Now, we heard the story of Jesus' baptism here in church a couple months ago, and Maybe you can't quite remember all of the details, but I do want to recall that story into your memory because I think it's important that you think about the story of Jesus' baptism as we think about the story of Jesus' temptation because they're intricately connected. That is, if you don't take something from the story of Jesus' baptism into the story of Jesus' temptation, I think you fail to see the true gospel for you, the gospel of what Jesus has done for you, what that temptation story is really doing and what it's all about. So for one second, let's hit that rewind button. We'll go back to Jesus' baptism. And the one thing that I want to pull out of that story is that when Jesus was being baptized by John, He was identifying himself with sinners, with people like you and me. And see, that's the hard part about the story of Jesus' baptism. That's the problem that John had at that particular moment. For John was baptizing people a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And when Jesus comes before John to be baptized, John says, wait a second, you, you shouldn't get baptized, Jesus. You're not a sinner. You're not like everybody else. And John was right. Humanly speaking, Jesus should not have been baptized by John. But as Jesus was standing there in the Jordan River, he was standing in the place where all of the rest of the sinners were. And Jesus was saying at that moment, I'm with them. I'm an Israelite. I am a sinner too. And the very next story you hear is a story about Jesus reliving the story of Israel, except it's going to have a few differences. See, once Jesus identifies himself with Israel, he begins to relive Israel's story. 
So the Israelites, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus is now led into the wilderness for 40 days. The Israelites, they were in the wilderness because of their disobedience. They were supposed to go into the promised land, but they didn't trust God. They saw that the land had people living in it, and so they feared, and they said, we can't go into that land. And so God said, fine, you won't go. The next generation will go. Forty years pass as they wander in the wilderness, but God has mercy on his people. He continued to be with them. He continued to guide them. He continued to feed them that manna, that bread from heaven. But Jesus' story is different, isn't it? As he is in that wilderness for 40 days, he's not there because of disobedience. He's there because he is following the Spirit. Because he is being obedient to his heavenly Father. And yet, even though Jesus is being obedient, he neither eats nor drinks. There's nothing for him. He follows his heavenly Father even when it means his own personal suffering. But that's just it, isn't it? That's exactly why Jesus had come. Jesus wasn't coming for a comfortable, cozy life. He was coming to suffer. He was coming to die. And as you think about it, why shouldn't he suffer? Jesus had identified himself with Israel. He had identified himself with sinners. He had come into a sinful world. So it only seems like that would be the natural outcome. And if that's what you get out of the story of Jesus' temptation, you're not wrong. All of that is true, but there's something more. There's something much bigger happening here in the story of Jesus's temptation. You see, when Jesus was baptized, it is true. He identified himself with Israel. He was one of them, but that's not all. He was identifying himself with all sinners, Jesus did not come into this world simply to save Israel. Jesus became a human being so he could save all humanity. God sent his son to save the whole world. And so in Jesus' baptism, he was embodying all humanity. He was identifying himself with all humanity. He was sharing our humanity in such a close and intimate way that he who was sinless, he who knew no sin, is taking sin on himself. The one who was sinless is becoming sin for us. And if you get that, out of the story of Jesus' temptation, you start to understand he's not just reliving the story of Israel, he's reliving the story of Adam and Eve. 
He's reliving the story of all of humanity, except it's going to be different. As you rewind the story, it's not that Jesus is simply going back in time. He is going to change the story. He is going to reverse the story. So go back. God created Adam and Eve, and he placed them in that garden paradise. There they were to rule over all of creation, and that they were, they were in this place where God dwelt with them. God walked in the garden, and he was there with them. This was paradise. But that serpent, that serpent defeated Adam and Eve. The serpent defeated Adam and Eve by causing them to disobey God. And because of their disobedience, God cast them out. God expelled them from that paradise. And they were forced to live their days in the wilderness of a sinful creation. They were forced to live their lives in that wilderness of sin. But now Jesus comes. And he relives that story in such a way that he undoes what Adam and Eve did. See, Jesus leaves his heavenly kingdom to come into the wilderness of sin, to come into our world of suffering. And while he's here, the serpent, Satan, the devil, sees Once again, that opportunity to foil God's plans, except this time it doesn't work. As Satan comes to Jesus and tempts him, Jesus remains obedient. Obedient to his heavenly Father, he continues to follow the course that has been set for him. Jesus undoes the curse. That curse of Adam and Eve that comes about through their disobedience, Jesus undoes the curse by his obedience. (laughs) Because of Adam and Eve, the story of all humanity shifted from that setting of paradise to the setting of the wilderness. But now Jesus comes. Jesus comes into the wilderness so that he can bring us back to paradise. To bring us back to dwell with God once more. See, Jesus wasn't just reliving the story of Israel. He was reliving the story of Adam and of Eve and of each and every one of us. It's not just the story of one nation. It's the story of all people. Jesus utterly defeats Satan. He utterly undoes what was once broken. And as we hear the story of Jesus' temptation, this story is not first and foremost a how-to guide about how we can defeat Satan in our life. There's something there to say about that, but that's not first and foremost what this story is about. Nor is it a story that we should simply sit back and get out the popcorn and enjoy. Enjoy seeing 
Jesus beat up on Satan and think, wow, this is some entertainment. I'm glad that somebody finally defeated that guy because nobody else seemed like they could. No, this is a story that we are intimately connected with. You see, as Jesus takes his stand against the heavyweight of hell, Jesus doesn't enter that battle alone. You're not part of the audience. As Jesus takes his stand against Satan, you are there. You are there in Christ. You are there with Christ. Jesus enters this battle. You are there with Him. Remember, as Jesus was baptized, He identified with us. He identified Himself with sinners in such a way so that the reason that Jesus is even in this battle, the only reason why He is fighting this fight is because He is there with us and He has brought us with Him. We are all in Christ. It's like Jesus is Adam again. That Jesus is Adam once more. But again, this time, he's not just reliving the same old story, the same old story that we know in our personal lives. Jesus undoes that story. Jesus makes it possible for us to live a new story. And as Jesus utterly defeats Satan, he creates a whole new possibility for us. Jesus does what we cannot do. None of us on our own can defeat the tempter. But Jesus does it. We all long for a new beginning in our life. That chance to start over and on our own. We, we can never seem to get it. It just seems like we just do the same thing over and over again and we never seem to learn. We never seem to improve. We never seem to get better. But Jesus makes it possible for us to have a new beginning. Maybe this story of Jesus' temptation is what inspired Paul to write in Romans that just as in Adam... All fell through temptation into sin and death. So in Christ, all humanity will rise through his obedience into righteousness and life. See, Jesus, because he has identified with sinners, Because he is Adam again, the second Adam, the last Adam, the final Adam. He has defeated Satan and he has given victory to us. Because everything that Jesus has done has been reckoned to us. So when you fall into temptation, when Satan comes and and he gets you, to turn away from your heavenly Father. When He leads you into sin, flee. Flee to the One who has conquered Him. 
flee to the one who is stronger. See, when you are in Christ, sin and evil, they're not really that enticing. You you find that there is no pleasure in sin. There is no delight. You see sin for what it is. So when those temptations come, turn from the old Adam with his death and turn instead to the new Adam with his life. See, everything that belongs to the head belongs to the body. And you are the body of Christ. You are members of His body and everything He has accomplished, He has accomplished, benefits you. It is given for you. He has defeated Satan. But you now have that victory because you are in Christ. You are in that one true man who is also true God and through Him you have the life of our Heavenly Father. In a couple of minutes, we'll pray that familiar prayer. Lead us not into temptation. And indeed, that is our prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but lead us to the one who has defeated Satan. See, Jesus, he didn't fall for any of Satan's temptations. And he receives you. He will never turn away from you. Even if you have fallen into sin, no, he welcomes you into his embrace and he gives you all that he has done. This is Jesus, our second Adam, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.